0: You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren
1: Leonelli, and now It's Complicated. Hello, master daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated.
0: Struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen.
1: So you know how you text your friends and ask them what to wear on the first date? You know, how to respond to a text from your crush or to weigh in on whether you should post a certain pick on the socials?
0: Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them.
1: Join our village every week because we're serving you expert guests who are filled with tips and tricks that will take some of the guessing out of the game.
0: Make sure you subscribe and share our pod with your friends so we can help the village grow bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to tell a friend. Okay, guys, so we all know men are from Mars, women are from Venus, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but recently we have been noticing a little trend amongst our single female friends who have received some interesting messages on the dating apps and the socials. Um, these extremely forward, laying it all out on the table type messages are getting very mixed reviews. It's initially quite off-putting to read details about a stranger's like sexual fetishes, Okay, but the argument could be made that at least the honesty off the bat is respectful. Well, we have actress Mara Marini in here to discuss the differences between the male and female brain, the challenges of dating during quarantine, why inappropriate messages on dating apps are becoming a trend and how to edit your profile to repel the crazies.
1: Amen to that. Mara is a Canadian actress best known for her role as Brandy Max in the NBC comedy series Parks and Recreation. She was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, for all you Canadians out there who probably know where that is. During her childhood, she avidly studied acting and dance. And after high school, she relocated to the City of Angels, where she continues to act and write and, of course, become our friend.
0: She's the momager to at Teacup Coconut, but she doesn't want a sugar daddy. Welcome back to the show, Mara. Hi,
2: I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: We're just so glad. It's been years at this point, right? I
2: know. Oh my what God. in the hell? How'd that happen? I don't know. Time flies. I've been with time during quarantine right now, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, speaking of which, how are you doing during all of this? Because we haven't seen you, obviously, given that we're in quarantine. I know.
2: It's been interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think I thought I would
0: handle it way worse than I did, actually. Wait, why? Do you have a certain personality type that's just like, you need to be around people? Like, what made you feel like you weren't going to be able to handle that? It's more
2: of like the gym is such a big part of my life that the fact that... I know, this sounds so lame, but the fact it's been closed for this long and I'm like keeping my sanity and like still able to find things outside to do. I just, I felt like I would have lost
0: it a long time ago and I'm kind of like, okay. That's a good point. Honestly, the gym could be like used for insert any other thing like Dating, for example, right? Like people who are single and trying to actively date and, you know, having good luck on the apps or, you know, going out a couple times a week and having a really fun time. Like that kind of takes the wind out of your sails, this quarantine shit. So it's like. It's the same thing. Like people are probably like, oh my God, I was just starting to get into the swing of this dating thing. And now it's like ripped out from under me. Like, Mm -hmm. but you, you make up, like you make it work, right? Like instead of the gym, going to the gym, you've been probably doing like at home workouts and things. But like when it comes to dating, FaceTime dates have become a thing. Like what have you done? Well, first of all, what is your relationship status? Single taken, it's complicated. Oh, single AF. Yeah. (laughs) So then what have you been doing? So like, there's not even like a potential suitor.
2: I mean, there's always orbiters, but no one that, you know, it's quarantine. So you've got to like really be careful of who you're going to see in person. So it's just a lot of
0: electronic flirting, I'd say. And what I think I know, but I don't want to assume, what do you mean by orbiter? Oh, you know, just like
2: guys in your orbit, like people you're talking to, but nothing you may have not even gone on a date yet. Like, that's sort of like someone's yeah. orbit. Maybe you went on one date or you went on a hike. And they're, you're talking to them, but, like, nothing is happening, per se.
1: And so where are you meeting these orbiters?
2: <sighs> on the dating apps at this point. I think they're all – or they're from the past, but most of them are dating apps. Yeah.
0: And has there been anybody new, like, have you done anything with somebody new during quarantine so like the orbiters that may have been existing from before or whatever but have like has anybody come across your plate that's new and like you've talked to more than just texting with them? yeah yeah I was facetiming a lot with
2: someone um and then we met a couple times for a couple hikes and then he ended up like being too overwhelmed with his new job and he had just moved to to um, California and he's like, I'm just not in a place to have a relationship. I'm like, Oh, story of my life. No worries. I mean, I, I do commend him for being honest. That was really lovely. But, um, so he didn't waste even more of my time, but generally, uh, yeah.
0: That's- While those are all real like reasons you are, you know, I just moved somewhere. I'm still getting my footing. I'm like trying to get into this job. Maybe it's a new job. And I'm like just too sidetracked with like trying to like teach myself how to be the best at my career, whatever. Those are all real things. But I sometimes have a problem with those reasons, if you will. I don't want to call them excuses, but they might be because do we live in a world where potentially like that could just be like, okay, I'm cool with you and there's nothing like wrong per se, but I am just not that into you potentially because, and this is nothing against you, Mara, because anybody who's just not that into you is concerning to me because hello, has everyone seen her Instagram and her hot body and her gorgeous self and she's smart and she's funny and she's successful. So there's like a million things here that you have going for you. So I personally don't get it, but I'm just saying. If you really like somebody, like it doesn't matter if you're too tired or if the if they live kind of far away or if you're like overwhelmed with your job, I feel like you make time. No,
2: I feel like that's a very um, like a that's a woman brain thing, and I totally agree with you. I feel the exact same way, but because it doesn't matter how crazy busy I am, if I really like someone, I'll make the time. However, where I think it's different is I always say. For women, it's the right man. And for men, it's the right time. And you can have the most perfect girl in front of you that's like perfect for you, not just like perfect in any sort of sense, perfect for you. But if it's not the right time for you as a dude, you won't see it. And then you'll end up marrying the next girl who may not be as good for you, but it was the right time for you. And I just seen that happen over and over and over that I just feel like it resonates.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's like actually like such a great thing for people to wrap their head around because you spelled it out so simply. But why do you think that is the case for men and women being so different?
2: Well, I think our brains are, I mean, I read this amazing book. It's kind of like a textbook, but it was so good called The Sex Differences Between the Male and the Female Brain. And truly, we are like different species. It's amazing we can have conversations, let alone relationships. So when it comes to something like that, I think it's just, we deal with things so differently. Even with like a breakup, I think men take longer to actually deal with it because they literally can do one thing at a time. They're not stupid. They're just like focused on one thing at a time. Whereas women, you know, all the memes and stuff, we have all these tabs open. We can multitask like a motherfucker, you know? So we, we, if we go, we're going through a breakup, we can't sleep, we can't eat, we can't. You know, because it's all happening at once. Whereas the guy can kind of shut off, go do his work and kind of put off dealing with the breakup for a couple weeks or a month. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. You know, I think our brains are just so insanely different. Like the first, I think, seven months of a boy's brain in the womb is just dedicated to creating his penis, whereas that's creating our brains. That's why girls are so much more mature when we come out of the womb. And as we age as kids, it's just so fast. And I think it just comes down to, you know... I think we're looking for, not that men aren't looking for all these other things too, but it's almost like smack dab. It hits them when it's the right time for them in that moment in life. Whereas we kind of have this, I don't want to say checklist per se, but you know, all these needs and wants that I think we're more aware of. um, And we're taught to be more aware of kind of.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I agree with that. Like wholeheartedly. I know that you like, have been this self-proclaimed like you have this interest in like the difference between the male and female brain and that men are from mars women are from venus type thing and you've read all these books so you say like the one that you just mentioned is your favorite you would say
2: oh, there's so many great ones too. um david buss came out with a great one i think it's something about the attraction between the brains yeah the sex differences between the male and the female brain um there's another one that kind of talks about erotic Uh, like the erotic brain as well. Um, Esther Perel, I love, I'm sure you guys know all about her. Like all, like her books are really amazing. And that's not necessarily about the brains per se, but just we're so different and trying to communicate and how, you know, a guy will say one, I don't mean to be gender biased forever, but a guy will say one thing and a a girl will hear it as something else and vice versa. So it's just very fascinating.
1: On the matter of differences, How different do you think it is for men and women to actually dive deeply into this subject matter? Because if you're reading all these books, Mara, and the guys, let's just assume, I'm going to say that I could be wrong, that they are not reading these books, that again, sets your brain on a different path than theirs and divides us even more.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because, you know, all those relationship books, you see so many women reading them. I don't think I've ever really seen a guy reading them. I mean, there's a few that like, well, maybe they'll go read the game or something, which isn't great. But um, as far as, you know, dating and, you know, there, and then there's all these, like, we should do this, we shouldn't do that for the guy, like why men love bitches and all those kinds of books that kind of make me want to tear my hair out because there's some validity to each one, but it's also a
0: little too trite, you know? Yeah. It's like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like, yes, there are probably some ways to be what they would call a quote unquote bitch that would speak to the male brain and how they, um, you know, maybe are attracted to you or what they hear or what appeals to them. But you can't at the end of the day, I mean, you really don't want to just be doing something for somebody else. You want to like learn about the sex that you're interested in, whatever that might be, or the gender that you're interested in, and then kind of dig a little bit deeper and figure out what makes you tick and how, maybe just how to communicate that. But speaking of like the differences, what would be like your favorite differences between men and women? And then what would be like your least favorite? Like, which are the ones that like, really just like, I hate the fact that this is like that for us. And this is like that for them. Or what Aww. are the ones that you're like, Oh, I love that. It's like this. Okay. Well, let's
2: start with the loves. Cause there's fewer of those. Um, <laughs> you know, I love, and, again, I don't mean to be, like, um, un-PC about this or anything. Just just in my experience, I love that, uh, you know, because I'm very, I think, girly and feminine. I do love, like, a very kind of manly man. And I love some of our differences, like, that they are a little, you know, I don't stronger is the – because women are very strong. I don't mean it like that. But there is this, um, you know, I, I my, my dream guy is the rock. So just to put that in perspective, like, I love that kind of, like – you know, strong, tough, but still funny and, and sweet guy. Um, and as far as, you know, the differences in our brains, I just think uh, I do sort of, I love and I hate their way of kind of, you know, when they're listening to a problem, rather than just listen and be there for us, they always have to come up with a solution. Um, sometimes that's great because sometimes they do want a solution, but yeah, sometimes it can be annoying because it's like, just let me feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Hating, it's just more of, I think, I think what's challenging is like the unfair bits. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, the amount of time I've spent calculating how many days, you know, will be on our period and, you know, but not even like those things. It's all the little pieces that go into it. Like if guys had to deal with that. Um, there would be a mandatory five days off a month for everyone. Like there'd be so many concessions we'd make. There'd be blood all over the streets. Guys are disgusting. They wouldn't keep it together. Like when, I don't know, when you just think of like those little bits, it's like, man, we do a lot and we don't really get rewarded for it that much.
0: Yeah. Including having children, which I, think I do is a whole feat
2: exactly and then and I don't mean to be rude I'm not a man hater I love men I think there's some great men out there but we have a lot to deal with and then we meet these doodles online and it's like oh my god god must certainly be a man because how how is this fair I have these amazing single girlfriends and they just constantly have like doodle after doodle that they meet especially in LA no offense again I know there's some wonderful men I'm speaking very generally here but yeah
1: I agree. I always think about that, too. I'm like, how do I have so many great single girlfriends? And like this game of musical chairs? How is it going to end? Because it doesn't feel like there are the right amount of people to go around. So do we have to wait until people break up to like get the next round or like find the empty chair so we can like get into a relationship? When does this circle back around so that it's our turn? But I think that maybe the difference is also in our city because we're all in LA oh. people have different priorities here, which like go sort of into what you were saying about that guy you were seeing who put his career first and he couldn't multitask. And a lot of times men do focus on their career first because it affects them more and like their ego and they feel less of a man mostly because of gender roles. Right. And I'm sure every book says that. And then women, are not defined by their careers. In fact, they're defined by their relationships. So we are like striving to have our girlfriends, have our relationship. um, And then we're like, oh, right. We also have to have this career too because we're multifaceted. But I can't imagine that really and truly deep down any woman's first priority is her career. Obviously, it's important. And to say that it's not, you know, I I can't say as a generalization that like for every single person, it's that way. But we come from a place of like our hearts and relating to people because when girls are born, they're just doted on and loved and treated differently. So like, how could we not strive for more love? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, well, I don't know. I mean, Jen, the doted on when you're like a girl is born and all that. I mean, I feel like babies are doted on, like, I have one. So maybe I'm like, am I doting on my son too much? Is that like a bad, should I not be doing that? Because now I'm like, wait, am I going to like confuse his gender role? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I just didn't see it that way.
1: Well, I think doted on is different. It's more like, of course, all children are taken care of because they're helpless, but women in general, females are much more, you know, considered precious and fragile, and the man has to walk on the left side of the street, you know, or uh, the men have to open the doors. God forbid we open our own door. Or you know, when you go out with a guy, like, doesn't the guy usually drive? Sure, some of this might be chivalrous, but a lot of it came from them being protectors. I think that's initially what chivalry was it's because they were knights and we were like damsels in distress and that's really where it goes back to so if you know that's what we've been taught since the beginning of time men are still trying to adjust to these gender roles especially now with women having like successful jobs they're like well if i don't have my shit together in my job i definitely can't date someone that has their shit together. So it sends them back down into like a tizzy of emotions in their own way of emoting, where they can't multitask, like you said, Mara. So aside from like having different brain structure altogether, we've got different priorities. We even create our dating profiles differently. Like everything we do is so goddamn different that like how anybody ends up together, I don't know. But going back to these differences, have you ever had a relationship where like you were so incredibly different from someone where you were like, wow, we really are from two different planets and then it caused a breakup? Yeah,
2: I feel like I'm constantly reminded that we're from different planets in every relationship in some way. You know, it it, it stems from just the way like dealing with conflict, thinking of like how to communicate with someone like. Didn't you think I would want to know that? Like the things like that, that I just feel like I never would have those bumps in the road with a female friend. Sometimes it's like, I was talking to a girlfriend about a particular instance with an ex where, um, it was just shocking to me that he was so insensitive to how I was feeling. And she's like, yeah, like that famous Jen Aniston clip where she said, you know, Brad, he was just kind of missing a sensitivity chip. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think my, that particular ex was a sociopath. he just, was missing kind of a sensitivity chip, which I think a lot of guys inherently do. And it's not because they're necessarily bad people. Yes, there are many sociopaths, but not, there's a lot that aren't. And I, I wonder if it's just, you know, we're such emotional creatures and we just, we think about things in a different way.
1: It's like that meme that people keep posting about pizza. They're like, have you ever thought about why pizza is in a square box but it's round and then it's cut into triangles well that's basically a woman trying to understand a woman is like wrapping your head around all those shapes and why the hell pizza is so complicated
2: yeah because we I feel like we have levels to our thought process and from a guy it's just it's a to b but we don't think anyone would think that simply because it doesn't make sense to us but both are valid just they're very different you know
0: Communication styles are just always, I mean, even from just person to person, regardless of gender, they're always like, they can just be so different. But even like I was just talking about with a friend, like her boyfriend is super stubborn and, you know, she is worried that she's, she wants to tell him how she's feeling about certain things when he asks questions like, do you want to go on this type of vacation? And she like, doesn't like the type of vacations he does. He's just very like, very like just, um, everything's very mediocre and she likes things to be a little bit nicer, but she's like, I'm afraid I'm going to sound like a spoiled brat. And I'm, I'm just like, listen, there's a lot of layers here. Like you mentioned, Mara and girls are very layered, but every single dude we've ever had on our show, expert author, any of them, they all say just keep it simple and girls have a fear women have a fear that they're going to sound like bitches if they're just like short but I kind of think like the delivery is where that would come into play so maybe you just don't deliver it like with a mean tone but you just say like you know what I don't want to go on that kind of vacation keep it simple and let's find something we both want to do or we just won't go Because guys don't want to have to try to like dissect what you're saying and then and then you you have a problem and you want them to listen to you, but now they're just trying to figure it out and solve it, and then it's pissing you off, and then it's just and then it's a problem that spirals into an argument that you're like not even arguing about the thing anymore. Which is frustrating because then have you ever gotten to an argument with somebody with a dude where you're like, we're not even Like, how did we even get to this point now? Because we weren't even talking about this before. And now I'm like having to restate what I'm trying to explain to you. And now you're getting annoyed that I'm explaining it over and over again and like claiming that this conversation's too long. But it's just because you don't get what I'm saying. It's like probably because girls just need to dumb it down a little. And I'm not saying guys are dumb. I'm just like, for all intents and purposes, keep it simple.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, again, I'm hugely generalizing here, but a lot of women, you know, were taught growing up, it's like, especially being a Canadian woman, it's a lot of, sorry, sorry, apologizing, and, you know, not wanting to cause conflict. So you're kind of tippy-toeing around things where it's, from a guy's point of view, it's not going to cause conflict. You're just saying what you want. Like, it's not, you know, so I think that often we can use way too much verbiage for something that could have taken a sentence, you know, as well. So I, I, I can see both sides, but my brain understands the female side. So.
1: Well, the crazier thing is that I've now like had maybe on multiple occasions where I have been misinterpreted because a guy read into what I was saying. And I was like, wait a second. I thought you think the way you think, I think the way I think, and we can all coexist. And I'm actually pretty direct. So like, I thought what I said was super clear. And the guy was like, well, I can tell you're mad. I'm like, I'm not, I would tell you if I was mad because I'm not afraid to tell you I'm mad. And they're like, well, I can tell something's up. I'm like, well, now something's up because now you're pissing me off. But (laughs) like, I think now with the gender roles changing so much, just as everything is, the world around us, gender roles, COVID, you name it, our government, everything's changing. People cannot keep up with the changes. It's even the same as like going back to dating online. It's that, you know, there's always a new app or there's a new feature or there's a new trend or there are new restrictions with COVID. So you have to adjust in terms of your dating and how to actually make it happen during a pandemic and people can't keep up and there's no Handbook that's sent out to everybody at the same time where we're all given the same rules and can operate accordingly. Like, that's why in the old timey times you got pinned and, like, all right, that means the same thing to everybody, or you were married and all people knew like what that meant. Now people are like, well, you could be married, but you could have an open relationship and then you could have a second relationship and you could be poly and you could be all these other things. And you're like, what? How did we get here? How did it become so complicated? Uh, Exactly.
0: And that's why we have this podcast. Thank you. It is so complicated. Yeah, Yeah, I know. We all wish it wasn't. And I think though having these conversations keeps things a little less complicated. At least it makes other people who are listening go, you know what? I agree. Or I feel that way too. Or ooh, good point. Like it's it's going to help, if any, just like talking about it with your we call it your village, your friends, your clique, your group. Like, talk it out. Like do read. Do some research. Like, for example, all of this personal research that you have been doing about like you're, you're fascinated by the male and female brain. Like what is something that pops out to you that you've learned like a piece of research that you're just like, this is something that I always tell myself or I find myself repeating to my girlfriends or guy friends when we're talking about dating and relationships. Like what is something that you just like, it's your go-to piece of advice.
2: It's pretty simple, but it took me really long time to learn. And it's it it took me a while because, you know, I read I was, a you know, the four of the, not the first ones because I don't know when it came out. But like I was a big fan of why men, men love bitches and like those kind of books that teach you to play a bit of a game in order to get what you want. And I really had to work hard to erase all those teachings because at the end of the day, yes, yes, there's a bit of a dance in courtship. I'm not saying it's a game per se, but yeah, there's going to be a bit of a, like a back and forth. That's fun, but you have to be yourself. If people aren't going to like maybe something weird that I text them or whatever, or how I am, then they're not the person for me. And I think I would always try to kind of shape shift in what I thought that guy wanted because I wanted that relationship so badly or that new person. And the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, you know what? He's gonna like me for me, then this is gonna last. If not, it's not. And it's easy to say, but it's really hard to practice. And I feel like I'm in a place where I feel a lot more comfortable with myself. And it's just easier to kind of, you know, be me. And I think a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few of my friends have a similar situation where it's like, what, what should I text him? What should I say? And yes, you can have some of that. Of course, there's nerves when you're first meeting someone, but it should not be that stressful if it's something good for
1: you. I agree 100%. I actually had a moment the other day where I text this guy, um, a friend connected me with her friend who's in town and like needs friends. And she's like, well, Jen's around over Thanksgiving. Like you should be her friend. And so he actually did reach out to me. And I was like, that's pretty brave of him to like meet a person he's never met basically. But I guess that's sort of the same thing with like online dating in general. But so- he reached out and we were texting a little bit and then I said something and I never heard back from him. So I attributed the not hearing back from him to what I said. And then I was like, wait a second. What I said was so benign. I asked what he was doing for the holiday weekend. (laughs) Like that is neither um, offensive in any way or something that is like a turn off to somebody to want to continue texting with somebody. So I had this moment where I was like, all right, for whatever reason, Obviously, we know nothing I said was wrong here or completely absurd to cause somebody not to respond. This person is just really not in a place to actually connect or see, you know, what this friendship could be because, I mean, there was nothing else, you know, even underlying. It wasn't like a romantic connection. It was like, here, two human beings who are in town at the same time, be friends. And so I had to like take a step back and say, man. All right, that's a him thing for sure because I did nothing wrong here and I'm just gonna keep on my merry way. I don't need to force a friendship or an anything ship with somebody. And it's just not worth the amount of like agonizing over every little thing and scrutinizing what I may have done wrong, which I didn't. I know it clear as day because I was like, all right, that's pretty plain English. How are you spending your holiday weekend? (laughs) And it couldn't have been interpreted as anything other than that. But I think this comes through to like also even my dating profile. I've been getting a lot of responses lately from guys saying, man, you really know what you want. I like that because I have like a whole list I put on that damn thing. Some people have been turned off by it and they've been like, maybe you shouldn't include that you want somebody who lives alone because you're alienating anybody who has a roommate. I'm like, guess what? Spoiler alert, I don't want somebody with a roommate. So I'm going to say what I want to say. And it hopefully will filter out the people I will not want to be with. But you have also come across, you know, some thoughts about your own dating profile. What is happening there? And what is your profile even to say? So, I mean, I'm predominantly on, um,
2: you know, I use Hinge. And it gives you little prompts of what to say. And, I, you know, prior, I would say about a month ago, My girlfriend kind of like, I think you guys saw me post it on my Instagram story, did a renovation of my dating profile because her concept was, um, I don't, I don't mean this in a vain way at all. She's just like, oh, it's intimidating because you, you know, you're, you're verified on Instagram and you have quite a few followers and guys are going to see that they're going to see these bikini pics and they might be intimidated. So why don't you just take that off, take your socials off put in she like chose the pictures for me like one with my family one where I'm smiling no bikini pictures um and she's like just do it for a month and tell me how it goes so I did and I don't know that I've seen like better because res- I think as a girl you know you often match with who you choose I think it's like I think a lot of guys go on there and just like match match girls 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 like they're not even like paying attention until they actually match with someone. So I think we take a little more time in like looking to see if we're interested. You know, I'm trying to make better choices. So yes, I don't want to get the doodle that's just looking to hook up. So I was hoping that by less revealing pictures, not that I had a bunch of bikini pictures on my profile, to be honest, Um, they were just more like athletic stuff.
0: Yeah, in the hopes that, you know, get someone a little more serious. Um, it's it's not, like, quite... I mean, you're right, Mara. Like, on the surface, a lot of people would, would like, jump to that conclusion. Like, and, and they could be correct. Like, okay, maybe, like, pictures where you're not showing more of a sexual side, I guess, if anything. Then maybe that will repel those dudes. But, like, also, it doesn't necessarily... It's not, like that black and white, right? Because you're wow. basically admitting, and I think it's correct, like at some point the women do have a little more control than they think. And it goes back to the picking. Like you can't just say, well, my profile has these lame pictures or these sexy pictures or these blurry pictures. And so I'm not getting the right type of guy. I mean, I think it play, it all kind of plays into it, but I, I think it goes back to, Who you're swiping on, who you're choosing to, you know, converse with on the app or once you take it off the app, like who you're finding yourself, what you're attracted to on the dating apps too what profile pictures and things you're like looking for and if those things are good for you it can't just be like it's my bad profile and it's this bad picture yes that goes plays into it but it's not just that and you bring up a great point you have a little more control than you think yeah and I'm first to admit
2: I have a broken picker that I'm like trying to work on but you know aesthetically I am attracted to what most people would classify as a douchebag so I have to really rework myself and not click on those swipe right on those and swipe right on on someone who might be a better match which is just hard for me because again like i like sort of not that the rock is a douchebag but you know what i mean that kind of like shirtless
0: gym sort of situation like the situation but it doesn't mean i mean like yes i guess people would like take a judge a book by their cover and sort of see a guy like that and say he's a douchebag but like I mean, what if they're not? You know, like you're just because you're a reverse argument, just because you're putting a picture and maybe not you anybody in general are putting a picture up of yourself in a bikini because fitness matters to you and you're proud of your body and whatever you like to work out or you like to go to the beach or you're a lifeguard or whatever the fuck it is. Like that doesn't mean that you're a slut, you know what I'm saying? But like, Oh, so now that's attracting a guy that might be wanting to just do sex with you. But like, you know, it's hard to say if that's the case because you're making a judgment call on you as the person that's putting the picture up and then the type of person that it's attracting. And we all just don't really know.
1: I think that like a good rule of thumb is when you look at your profile, would you think that it's going to convey to a guy exactly who you are and to draw them into the things that you either want to connect with them on, or that you like most about yourself and like, like, obviously, physically, but also internally, because you are both things. So if you're looking at it like holistically, is it a good representation of who you are overall? Or is it just a certain type of photo?
2: Well, yes. To piggyback on both of your things, what Lauren was saying, that was my rebuttal constantly with, you know, when people would say, but I'm like, you know, I'm not a douchebag. And because, you know, I was platinum blonde at one point, I had, you know, curvy or whatever. I was getting so many sexual messages. I'm like, okay, I thought like I could be like the Dolly Parton where I look one way, but I have a heart of gold and no one seems to be seeing this heart of gold. So, you know, I started to to change things and get a little more subtle and got rid of the platinum hair. And not that I'm saying one has to do any of these things. This is just what I chose to do for other reasons too. But in the dating world, and I think, you know, Jen, what you're saying is now I do feel, because I think what I was doing is maybe I was just showing one side because I was showing more of like, oh, it was more of a vanity side, really. Even though like I love, you know, Scrabble and the Golden Girls and Jeopardy and all these fun little nerdy things. I don't think that was the the quirky part of my personality was coming out. It was just kind of only maybe the sexy, fun side. And so now I've tried to make it a little more well-rounded. And that's what I think my friend was attempting to do, too. She's like, you don't have any of your family. Your family's so fun. You don't have any, you know, of who you are. Like this is just one shade. And I was like, okay, I agree with that. So that's why I kind of agreed to editing it.
0: <laughs> and, that, no, and and honestly, even though I've made that argument, that is a very valid point. You do want to show as much as you can, even though it's just like a couple pictures and a couple quotes, like you want to try to be this well-rounded or, or whatever, even if you're just one-sided, show all the things that you are, it doesn't really matter. But why though, let's get to this. Do men Feel like I don't think this happens in the reverse and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I hear any of my girlfriends sending sexual inappropriate messages on the apps. It's like something that dudes do and it's a trend. And why do they feel like a bikini picture is an invitation to then be like, hey, do you want to be my sugar baby? Or, like, I like to suck on toes. Or, like, I am into dominatrix, this F&M shit. Like, we've all gotten those messages. Why is that an invitation just because I have, like, a sexy photo? You think then, then now that's okay that you can just be like, oh, this girl must be doing that too? It's like a weird judgment.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's very, I mean, I just got a lot of creepy, creepy messages. <laughs> and from people you wouldn't think would send a creepy message too. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, jeez.
1: What are some of the creepiest ones you've gotten?
2: Oh, my God. Well, yeah, there's a lot of feet ones. My God, what's up with feet? And, like, all of a sudden, 2018 it started, I feel like. So many. <laughs> 2018, the year of the foot fetish. <laughs> it's just bonkers how many weird stuff I get about feet. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be anything from as, like, blunt and gross as when is my penis going to meet your vagina
1: <gasps> to no. when wow. it is.
2: Because this is always, if I had a penny or a dime for every time I got, you know, it'll be like a few, a few sentences in sometimes one time, even after a first date, Hey, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, Oh no, here it comes. It's either a weird fetish or you're in an open relationship. Hands down. It's one of those two things every single fucking time. And, uh, I'm just, you know, congratulations to whoever likes open relationships. That's awesome for you. It's not my jam. So I feel like I get so many, though. It's kind of unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, I've gotten, oh, creepy messages, creepy pictures. So many. Wait,
0: creepy pictures? Like what, Mara? Oh, my God. I have a folder full of the funny pictures I've received. Uh, You need to make a coffee table book out of that, although that's probably not allowed. But like, how good would that be?
2: I know, trust me, I've looked into it, but the lawyer said, I have to cut out everything but the shaft and everything that's around the shaft
1: is <laughs> the funny part.
0: What?
1: Oh my God. This is the best thing I've ever heard. You need to find a loophole and do it.
0: Not do everything and call it like everything but the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Like everything oh. but the
1: bagel. It's a seasoning. I <laughs> <laughs> This little spice of our life.
0: Like, literally, they send you peen pictures. I mean, I know that, like, people do that, but, like, really? I've even gotten them. Jen! Yeah, they send them also, by the way,
1: not even just on the app. Like, Mara, I know, like, people will go from your dating app also to, like, your Instagram, and, like, they do that for me, too, if I don't, like, swipe right or whatever or never respond. And somehow, lo and behold, I get a peen every now and then, and I see, now I see where it's, like, here, like a blurred image that shows up in my like DMs. I'm like, I'm not even going to open it. I'm too afraid. Oh yeah, I had one guy.
2: You know how there's that measuring tool now on the on the iPhone where you can like virtually click a spot and then measure to the next spot. No a guy measured his dick with his the Apple iPhone measuring tool. <laughs> <laughs> dog, my dog has an Instagram account, Teacup Coconut, and she got a dick. Oh so- god.
0: No. My dog got a dick. And it wasn't Wait, a dog dick. It's like, Oprah, you get a dick. You get a dick. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mara, what did the what did the virtual peen measure as? Oh, I think his tool was
2: faulty because it said, like, 11 and a half or something. No. And I'm like, that going to be right.
0: And also, oh, who was doing in his underwear was like, really degraded the picture it was gross and who wants to do sex with an 11 and a half inch peen I'm sorry but we're gonna have a whole show on does size matter because I understand that like you want a little something but uh, like a foot of a peen in your that does not sound
2: appetizing it's too much for me it's like pretty to look at but I'm like I don't want that
1: near me oh my god no <laughs> oh, that is legitimately a third leg like no one needs that That is unfortunate. That's probably why their brain didn't grow quickly because their thing was growing so long in the mom's belly. That poor mom had to birth that thing. I don't even know. Not okay. Bye.
0: Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm all set.
2: And and there's so many levels as to why it grosses me out. There's, first of all, just the fact that I'm getting a dick pic, but it's also, you know, I know you're sending this to 80 other women. I don't think I'm special that I'm getting this dick pic, you know? 100%. I think, the, and then that goes to show again, I think the male brain, it's like, well, I want to see boobs, so I'm going to send this. Yeah.
0: No, dude, that's not how we work. That's, that's the other thing too. What are they expecting to get from the dick pic? Like, I mean, I guess you could throw a shot in the dark and maybe one out of every 300 dick pics you sent, you might get a girl Totally no judgment. That's just like, yeah, dude, I want to sext uh, or maybe meet up and just have sex. Like, that's all I'm into also. But like, I feel as though like that probably doesn't happen very much so at what point do they go okay this isn't working like what are you expecting to get
1: do they all call each other and say this is what men do like why do they do it i don't run around sending my boobs i don't think you guys do but like yeah. it's so common that we're all talking about it and that we've all experienced it like you asked a question lauren about you know what do they expect to happen well one guy sent me one I didn't respond and he can obviously see that I saw it because it was Instagram. And he sent me back a question mark because he was like, hello, you're not going to respond. And like, I literally did not know what to do with myself because I had like... One of those moments where I was like, I totally want to go off on this person. Is this going to benefit him? Do I want to spend my time engaging with this stranger who thinks this is appropriate? Okay, I'm going to close my phone and pretend this never happened and move on. Although I did show a couple people that I was with at the time. Of course you of did. Course, of course, because how could I not? This was this guy's fault. He sh- he sent it to me. So that's his problem. At that point, you transmit that information. It's no longer yours. So exactly. I don't know what they hope to get out of it. And I still don't know why it in itself is a pandemic.
0: But it is a pandemic. It's it's like the new version of, again, what do they expect to happen? Like you're walking down the street and a guy like hoot and hollers out of the window at you. Like, hey, baby, looking good. What do they think is going to happen? Oh, my God, stop your car. Come over here. Do you want a blowjob? Like what do you what has ever happened from that? And P.S. girls do not do that. I mean, maybe there might be one in every... 10,000 dudes that do it there might be one girl that's done it but girls don't roll down their window and go like hey sexy to dudes they don't like do that it's like what I don't it's again it's the gender differences and then also I'm still confused what do you think is going to happen well
2: the hooting and hollering I mean I will say I don't love it but I will be sad one day when it stops
0: that's oh, yeah, It doesn't offend me or anything. I, I'm, I'm not like grossed out by it. I'm just also like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, oh, nothing's wow. going to happen. Just keep it to yourself then. Because I'm not going to come up to the car and be like, yeah, dude, let's go on a date right now. Like, it's not, that's not, and just like, you're just embarrassing yourself at that point, or I don't even know what, but there's no point. I don't that's what I'm saying like I don't understand the point I know
2: and 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 even you know to piggyback on what you said Jen too like I've gotten so many like I'll I'll get I'll get a dick pic when a guy asks me for a picture I send a nice picture of my face and I get a dick or we're making plans we're making plans to meet for the first time and he literally sends me with his face in the picture just a full-on naked picture out of the blue nothing sexual was said and I'm, and that's how I get all these dick pics. Like nothing sexual was said. And so all I write back is if I'm communicating with someone, if it's like some random, I don't even respond, but I just write back. I think we're looking for different things. That's like my go-to for everything. <laughs> that's
0: polite. but yeah. like I don't even know that you need to be that polite only just because oh, no. read the room. It's like, Oh no you know what I mean? Like, it would be like anything. I mean, a dick pic is like a little bit like extreme, but like, it's like anything. Like you don't just walk into a room and start talking super loud. If everyone's being quiet or you don't just like interrupt somebody when they're talking. Cause you're like listening and waiting for yourself, like a proper time to insert yourself. Like re have a social grace, read the crowd. Like you don't just fucking send a dick pic. If you're not talking about sex, like what, I don't know.
1: So many are doing it.
0: So like, I kind of think
1: that because we're a teaching hospital here at It's Complicated, we need to take it upon ourselves like we do where we don't ghost, we've got good stock messages to use for people when we want to end things with them. I think we need to do the same thing in this situation, because it's, it's just alarming. But we need to respond and say, like what you're saying, Mara, I think that, you know, we're not int- like we're looking for different things. But I also think we should take it a little bit further and ask what they were intending to get out of that, because maybe they think this is appropriate and someone somewhere has to put an end to it. Well,
2: I did talk to a male friend who admitted to me and I was shocked that he does send out a lot of dick pics. And this is just a friend. We've never been, you know, we've only been friends. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, but a lot of girls, he's like, I don't send an un- unsolicited. But you'd be surprised how many girls ask, and he's like, maybe that's where the disconnect is. Is there is a, there are a lot of girls that ask that you don't know about that guys start to think it's okay. I don't know that that's entirely true, but I was shocked at the amount of women that out out of the gates were asking for a dick pic. Like he's like, yeah, they just want to see what they're working going to be working with. I'm like, what? This is so foreign to me because that's that's something I would never do.
1: I am shocked
0: by that. I'm mad at them. They're giving this whole thing a bad rap. They're calling. up. No, I mean, listen, they're, to be honest with you, there's nothing, I guess, we don't want to shame. And I know that's not what you're doing, Jen. But like, if that's what you want, that's what you want. That's fine. There's nothing shameful about that. I'm just shocked to hear, I just didn't think we're talking about gender roles. And I just didn't think that that's where gir- most women like lead, they don't lead with that. I I don't think I, that's not just what I think, or at least it's not the way my brain works or the girl, all of the lots of girlfriends that I have, like would lead with either. I mean, I can think of maybe one girlfriend that might, like, I wouldn't be shocked if she led with that, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like numbers wise, it doesn't feel like the way a a female brain leads into a conversation is like, Send me a pic of your dick because I want to see what I'm working with. Do you think that this dude is misinterpreting, like, the conversations he's having with these women? Because, like, again, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, some dudes or women say something and you, like, hear something else because your brain is interpreting it in your own gender way.
2: Well, he claims that they they come right out and say straight out that. And that, like, when I – he's the one who said when I said – are you serious? He's like, yeah, they want to see what they're working with. He's a pretty like intelligent, like you wouldn't put him, it, you know, in this category of someone who's like sending these pictures willy nilly. So I feel like I I do trust him. I think it might be the cross section of girls he dates, which I don't know who those are, but it still was super shocking to me because I
1: just, I didn't hear of that side at all before. Okay. So now I have a question because it does make sense that there are that this is happening because, you know, some people are more sexual than others, or maybe their goal is just to hook up and like great for them if that is what they want. My problem with it is if it becomes generalized where guys think every girl wants that and it's unsolicited. I think it's like a vampire, you're not allowed in unless somebody invites you. I don't want to dick pic unless I ask for it. And so I think, maybe what the issue here is too, is that because a lot of this has become so digital, like people are on dating apps and we're becoming so much more shielded by our screens. People don't know how to flirt anymore and do it in a way that's interesting. So maybe like I've seen friends actually lead with sex, like their sexual innuendos within their text messaging is out the gate, like you were saying. And I'm like, wow, you're really setting this up for like, just a sexual dynamic like you're not actually getting to know each other is that of concern they're like well no I'm just flirting and I'm like well you're also really setting up sex as your goal and like I wouldn't be surprised if after your first date this person thinks you will have sex with them and they're like no no we're just being funny and flirting and I'm like except that you're literally just talking about sex so I don't know if you hope that they'll read between the lines and want to maybe play chess with you after you have dinner but I think their chess means something else They're going to want to do sex chess. So I think maybe it's partially a miscommunication between the sexes there in trying to get this thing off the ground and like connect in some way that is still flirty and sexy, but behind a screen.
0: Well, there's safety with this. Yeah, like this safety in that. I think that, you know, you're coming, you're coming out with something kind of risque and, and vulnerable and private. And, you know, we don't all walk around naked for a reason. So even if you're a super sexual person, like you have to admit that this is sort of invasive. Um, And I think what I would say is men, if you're listening, women, if you're listening, whoever you are, if it's going, if you're going to decide to take The conversation or the physicality into sex, there has to be a like a gentle, organic introduction into that. You don't just, you're not, I mean, you're not out on a date with a girl and you don't just like, whip your dick out when you give her one kiss like the, it gentle easy. no because it's like off-putting it's the same thing with just sending a dick pic or an inappropriate message I think if the conversation starts going that way and then you're starting to talk about sex and that comes okay fine well then you know that's sort of where it's going but there needs to be some sort of an invitation and a like a room reading ability in order to take that turn because it's jarring
1: so jarring but okay so now going back to you know this whole quarantine situation Mara what do you think about dating moving forward because we only have more restrictions now than ever before and it doesn't seem to be going away how are people to date during these times
2: it is so fascinating you know because I've seen like people kind of get together quicker than maybe I think they would have um given normal times and And sort of try to quarantine together, which has been interesting. And then I've also seen so many things fizzle because it's just FaceTime date after FaceTime date. And no one wants to meet. And it's like, okay, well, I'm over this. So definitely it's a lot more digital. I know, you know, there's an app that's doing like a mini little speed dating thing a couple times a week uh, of video dates. And, you know, a lot of apps adopted video chatting within the actual app. Um, which I feel like I invented because I was like, no one go on a first date till you FaceTimed. And I've been like, S- not that I invented it, but you know, I was such a stickler about that for so long. And finally these apps are catching up. But but then again, at the end of the day too, I think there's, there's something to be said for science, if there's chemistry or there's not. And yes, on a video chat, you can tell if they have banter. You can tell if they look like their pictures, if you can talk about things you have in common, but... You don't know until you meet them in person. There's just something to be said for seeing someone in person, pheromones and all that. I've had hours and hours and hours and hours of FaceTime with someone I thought was really going to be special. And then in person, super special friend, but zero attraction, which is super fascinating to me. There's just something to be said about just in person. So I think it comes with a whole set of challenges because you don't want to have do what I did and waste hours on FaceTime either. And I think people are reluctant to meet and it's definitely challenging. I mean, it's definitely fewer, way fewer in-person dates than I've ever had. Um, cause it, there's hardly any, <laughs> it's a lot of FaceTime dates. So yeah, it's, it's a it's challenging. It's super challenging.
0: Okay, we love that you love the FaceTime date. And obviously your Jen and I have been talking about how this should be a thing before like quarantine anyway, and now we're like this is going to become a regular thing even after. I feel we feel like so you're very experienced in that and you love it and you're an advocate for it. What would you say to those who don't do it enough or want to know more about it? What are some rules? I I mean, obviously not everything is like set in stone, but like, what are some rules that you would give based on timing? You don't want to be FaceTiming forever and ever and ever, because yes, there are some chemistry things that you cannot tell over. I mean, there's some things that are better than just texting clearly. It's like the next step, but you do want to get off and get in meet in person. And I know that's challenging right now, but what are your, what would you say is like too many FaceTime dates?
2: Oh my God. Well, I mean, I had one guy who wanted to do all these, like Dinner romantic dinner FaceTimes, and then we never even met in person, so it was just so dumb to me. So, I think for me, and it depends on your comfort level, like I I get tested quite often, and it kind of depends on how you feel. My bubble's pretty small, but like I, you know, would like to have like a five to ten minute FaceTime, like not even I don't want it to be a date, I want it to just be like, hey. Great. You look like your pictures. Great. You can string a sentence together. Let's plan a coffee or a hike or something that we can maybe slightly social distance, be outside, but in person. If we're vibing each other. I've done a lot of FaceTimes that I'm super happy I FaceTimed because I didn't want to go on the date.
0: You would call it a FaceTime date or a FaceTime to plan the date. Yeah, pretty much. FaceTime to
2: find out if you even want to go on a date. It's really just a like preliminary step to
0: like, save you makeup and time and how would you then like like present that to somebody because you wouldn't want to be like hey let's go on a facetime date because you don't want to call it a date so then call it what do you call it
2: This is what i do i i just tell them that because um, some guys, especially pre-quarantine, were like, "Uh, weird. I don't – and especially, you know, I'm an actor. I'm used to having a camera in my face. A lot of people are really uncomfortable with that, and I, I try to be respectful of that. So I'm like, no, honestly, which is true. I've been catfished multiple times. I just would like to jump on a quick little FaceTime, say hello, and then we can plan to meet or something. That's kind of my go-to. And once I say that, and especially when I mention that one of the catfishers it was kind of a scary situation, it's a safety thing at that point. And they're usually pretty – eager to, to to just jump on and say hi then.
1: I love that. And I think that's a great, you know, even if it's true or not, and you have never been catfished, the fact of the matter is at some point you could be. And most people at some point have crossed paths with something that seems a little weird and doesn't add up. So to use that even as a line is pretty great. I've done a variety of ways to get people on FaceTime where like if they jump quickly to making plans and I'm like, hello, it's quarantine and COVID and all of these things. Why are they so comfortable with meeting me? They don't know if I have COVID they have not even brought it up. So I'm usually like, Hey, well, I'm actually like quite busy this week, but at the very least, why don't we hop on a call or a FaceTime and we can make a plan for the future and then they usually are like, Oh, okay, because they see there's like a goal within the call. And it's not just to talk endlessly, but it's to make a real plan. And then they're like, oh, Okay, I, I will oblige that. And I've had a couple of good ones. I've had some really bad ones, which have been honestly, a gift from God, because I'm like, thank God I did not get off my super comfy couch in my super comfy clothes to put on real clothes and go meet this potentially infected stranger who is Sucking the life out of this conversation. So, when I've had enough of those experiences to know, I'm sure, like you have, Mara, that it's so worth it, it is just now protocol for you.
2: Yeah. And it's also interesting in LA because there are so many actors, and I find this is actually kind of a problem, is that they do want to FaceTime endlessly because I think they like looking at themselves. <laughs> and so, you have to make sure like you have a time limit and you have a goal because otherwise, there's some that just go on forever and you're like, oh, this person's really into me. And after it all, I'm in hindsight, I'm kind of like, no, I think he just really liked talking to himself and that someone semi-attractive was listening.
0: Yeah. I think the looking at themselves could be a thing too. Like, th- But I mean, listen, are there ways to like throw filters on FaceTime? I mean, I know they're like unrealistic ones, but like that could be a little bit scary too, right? Because then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, yeah. I'm not seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing. But I feel like that's a chick thing to do anyway. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not but okay at the end of the day like i think we all live in a world where people are like owning it and sorry not sorry is like a whole thing and i think like you know as women we tell other women to like say exactly what we want and be honest about our expectations and like I think within this there is a level of respect that we will give to men for just being like honest about what they want it's even if it makes you feel uncomfortable like you know at least they're being honest but at the end of the day I think we all come to the conclusion that if you're gonna take that turn into sexual like dick pics or something that you're gonna deem as like a little bit different than just friendly maybe it's borderline inappropriate like just make sure that the conversation you feel is already going that direction because this is becoming like its own pandemic i feel like they're just like here's a dick pic out of nowhere like it's not appropriate it wouldn't be appropriate to whip your dick out in person like don't do it on the apps it's the same rules apply in my opinion i agree same everyone stick to that those are the rules and you're welcome
1: You are welcome. And also, we feel so grateful to have Mara on the show again. You are welcome to come on any time, because there's so much to cover in this subject matter. And again, like Lauren said, we have to talk at some point about if size really matters. But in the meantime, remind everyone where they can find you on the socials and not to be sending you dick pics or any other nonsense.
2: Yes, please no dick pics, but you're welcome to say hello. I'm at Pop Gloss, which is P-O-P-G-L-O-S-S everywhere. Snapchat, Instagram, all the things, Twitter.
1: <laughs> also, remind everyone where they can watch you and keep up with all of your acting and everything you've got going on in the whole career world.
2: So um, I created this show with um, my ex, my actual ex called XT's like besties, but exes. And that's at exes.com. We also did a short film um, called A Play, which is out with Jane Lynch. And it's really funny. And we're gearing up to shoot a follow-up version to that. And then, yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, I post most of what's coming out there. But um, all my credits and stuff, kind of see the, the shows and stuff I was on. Um, again, at PopLaw. Thank you guys so much for
0: having me. This was so much fun. So much fun. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationship stuff. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on the socials at Complicated Show. And it's Complicated wherever you get your podcasts, rate, comment, tell a friend. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets.
1: And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. We'll be back next week. Love you long time.
0: You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden golden and lauren leonelli
1: and now it's complicated